captivity narratives give a great insight into the society of Native Americans. They allow the reader or listener to place themselves in the captive's position and take a look at the lives of the natives. However, these narratives have been known to be manipulated or used to vilify the natives. A prevalent form of vilifying narratives were female narratives, as femininity was used as a tool to contrast but also be put under question. I will be specifically looking at how female captivity narratives have been used in anti-Native American propaganda and how it has developed over time. I will be discussing the narratives of Hannah Dustin, Julia Wright and Mary Rowlandson. The first example of a female narrative created to vilify Native American peoples is Hannah Dustin's. Hannah Dustin was a Puritan woman from Massachusetts who was captured by Native Americans in 1697. Hannah Dustin never wrote her own narrative, but the narrative has become famous as she's known for murdering her captures, as shown in Stern's well-known painting of this event. The first publication of the narrative came in Cotton Mather's 1697 sermon, Humiliations Followed with Deliverances. However, Stern's painting expresses Dustin's narrative best, as it conveys a multitude of aggressive emotions, none which are expressed in many other female captive narratives, whilst also critiquing captivity narratives themselves. Lessing describes one of the figures in the painting as having her face contorted by fear or rage, holding an Indian war club, seemingly planning to crush the Indian skull. This new study of emotions may be due to the 200-year gap between when the event took place and when Stern actually completed the painting. Therefore, Stern's motive when making the painting was less about vilifying Native Americans, but instead to display the violence of Hannah Dustin in this scene in order to show the untrustworthiness of the captivity narrative of Dustin's period. The colonists' response to the actions of the Native American force soldiers presents another female narrative created to vilify Native American peoples, specifically Julia Wright's. The four soldiers were a society of young Native Americans in the mid-19th century, set up to attempt to release captive colonists by training horses and goods for them. They acted with another belief of doing good for others without expecting anything in return. However, the US military executed several of the four soldiers when there was a report of a rape of one of the captives. This was Julia Wright. When Wright returned to the American colonies, she was pregnant, with claims it was a child of one of the four soldiers. Officials in Dakota listened to Wright's narrative as the individual with white voice was ubiquitous, while the individual in the Indian voice was rarely heard and was even suppressed. This therefore vilified the four soldiers, resulting in their execution. However, Wright is not shown to have published her own narrative. Instead, her narrative was taken from her and used to vilify the Indian four soldiers, as well as herself, as she was abandoned by her husband for the pregnancy. This shows an example of a male colonist taking a female captivity narrative and using it for their own anti-Indian propaganda. My final example of a female narrative is Mary Rowlandson's, who published a book on her captivity experience in 1682. Rowlandson's narrative has strong feminine themes, with confirmations of her maternity and her specifically feminized production repeated throughout. These themes are only present as it's been written by a woman, although the themes are not necessarily feminist as they only reaffirm the Puritan woman's role in Western society, juxtaposed to the Indian woman's role in her own society. This is shown when Rowlandson sees Wheatamu's warrior status, but cannot recognise how a woman can have a role of a warrior in Native American society. 
This may be due to the fact that the book will have been, been published by men and want to vilify the Native American woman's power in their society, portraying them as, a violent, as violent savages, so that Puritan women do not question their own oppression. Female captivity narratives have clearly played a key role in producing anti-Native American propaganda and the vilified image of the Indian. Hannah Duston's narrative places the female in the position of power over the natives, whilst also making her story almost that of legend to inspire fellow colonists to attack the vilified natives. Julia Wright's narrative shows the core part of a woman's biology, apparently abused by the Native American, being used to vilify both the full soldiers and Wright, so the Puritan man's position is strengthened. Furthermore, Mary Rowlandson's narrative is used to propagandize a Puritan woman as superior to the Native woman vilifying the power of a Native American woman holds in her society. In conclusion, female narratives were used in many different ways to vilify Native American peoples, solely intended to press natives and women whilst giving men more power.